Welcome to Swift Coaches Academy, a podcast dedicated to bringing exercise and health professionals the uncensored truth behind what it really takes to succeed in the health industry with me, your host, Xenia Wood. As an accredited exercise physiologist and the founder of Swift Coaches Academy with almost a decade of experience, I'm on a mission to transform the lives of ambitious health professionals who want more and are ready to take action to create incredible impact and financial freedom. So join me as I speak candidly with industry leaders about the struggles and successes from within the trenches through thought-provoking conversations. This episode was never meant to be a podcast. It was just an honest and raw conversation caught on camera between Zen and myself that gives you true insight into the mindset of the sales system at Swift. If you're having trouble getting perspective around sales, challenged with being tied to the outcome, then we hope this episode offers some perspective and clarity around how to challenge your own views on sales. Um, so we're sitting across from each other and uh, we're going through the rehab reset. We're talking about setting goals and sort of what would she like her life to look like in three, six, 12 months, you know, and I could see that she's sitting there and she's, she's maybe pulling numbers and dates and concepts, but it didn't feel like she had a real connection to those goals. And I turned around and I said, Hey, like, look, I've been where you've been. Um, I know that when I was sitting on the other side of this in a rehab reset, I was physically broken, but mentally I was, I was in a completely shit place. Um, I didn't, I couldn't conceptualize a three month goal because my goal was to just be able to have a shower, put my hand above my head and not be in pain to be able to pick up like the cornflakes from the top shelf of the cupboard. Like I couldn't, but when you were at, like when someone's asking me like, Hey, do you want to be able to ride a bike? I'm like, that is so far fetched for me right now. Um, and you know, I sat across from this, this lady in our rehab reset and I could just see her going, Yes. And she just started crying. And I was like, I like, and I sat on the other side of the bench with her and I said, like, look, I know that this feels tough. Like this feels almost too much. And I'm so proud of you for being here today because like the taking the first step to even, to even just accept the fact that you can't do this by yourself, but also that you want to be in a different place. It's just, it was, it, yeah, it was amazing. And she just held my hand and she was like, no one has taken the time to make me feel like they understand how I feel. Like, because, you know, you can say I'm in a bit of pain and people will just relate it to the pain they know. And I said, like, look, I, I don't know the pain you're in. I just know the pain I was in. And no one really made me feel like they understood. And I, I it wasn't until I was in a place where I was like, okay, I need help. I came here and I sat down and I was like, yep, this is great. I can do some testing. Um, but even then I said, hey, look, today's testing, it's about, it's about understanding where you're at. So we can, we can find out how big the gap is from where you are and where you effectively want to be. And she, you know, she walked into that rehab reset and she was like, I, um, I want, I'd like two, maybe I think she said about 12 months ago, I was like kicking a Muay Thai bag, like a dead, a dead bag, which you have to kick really fucking hard for it to move. <laughs> and she goes, I, and you, when she was telling me about what she used to do and how she used to train Muay Thai, her eyes and her whole body aura and like everything about it was excited. She was like, yeah, and you do this and you do that. And she was explaining a time when she was like, um, not too long ago where she was showing her two-year-old daughter, like, you know, the action of how you punch and then you use the knee and you do this stuff. And I could see that that's something that she loved to do, but I also could see that she had decided that because of the pain she was in, 
she's probably never going to do that again. And she had actually cut that off for herself. So I just sort of turned around. I was like, let's, let's figure out how we get you back to kicking that dead bag like a boss. And that just, I mean, we just, I think I cried as well. I don't think you're supposed to cry in your own. I've done it before. It's okay. I, I could feel this tear coming down my face and I was like, that's not okay. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, it was really incredible to be able to turn around and, and, and share an experience that I've had, but also make sure someone else felt confident that, hey, like, look, someone, we, we're here, to, we're here to help you and we're a team. So I just made my day. That's awesome. That we're going to absolutely share that story because I think that that's, that's, no, seriously, like, that's why I was like, we're going to start recording, start the first little bit of that again, because <laughs> I think that you being able to relay that and, you know, we've talked before about the fact that I can never do what you just did. Yeah. Because I've never had even just personally I've never had a rehab experience where my life has been turned upside down um but I've also always been the coach I've never been the client I've never been able to be in your position and I think you know hopefully it speaks volumes to why you now work at Swift and why you know, my boyfriend used to also be a client and, you know, a lot of significant people in my life used to be clients or are clients of Swift because of the the care and, and things like that. But I think the most important part of that is that it had nothing to do with how well she did the testing. Yeah. And, and the thing that I think we provide based on having 45 minutes to, I think I spent over an hour with her on the phone before that. Um, And I just felt like I built a good personal connection, which was, I was like, I don't know if I think that she would still want to join if I wasn't there. So what you did was perfect. And I think that, you know, when we come to speaking about Claire doesn't do sales curl, um, (laughs) which really, sales is is helping someone enroll in their own vision of their life to transform it with our support and that's exactly what you did yeah I guess I did <laughs> Claire does do sales curl uh, <laughs> for, formerly known as <laughs> oh god um yeah no but- it's uh it was an incredible feeling as well like regardless of if it was a scenario I mean it's helpful that I could have I could empathize because I've been there and I've I I mean I've never go as far to say I know what she was feeling but I've I've been in a place where I what I saw is I could connect with in a in a relatable way but you know just to be able to feel like hey I hear you because so often I mean you know connection is such a rare thing these days and so often for someone to be in a conversation with you they're actually you know not really listening or they're not really paying attention and for someone to turn around and say hey like I I hear you and I'm here and you know effectively like no matter what comes up between now and then we will do it together that's just that's just something that I feel so so lucky to be able to provide to be honest, like that, I feel lucky to be able to be given the opportunity to be with clients to do that. Mm. It's as simple as that. And I think that that's how 
we and everyone should be approaching a quote unquote sales conversation because I say sales because I talk to a lot of people in business terms, but sales is transforming lives and leads are clients or sorry, leads are people, I should say. So we're not in the business of, I said this on on a call the other day, we're not in the business of leads and sales. We're in the business of people and transforming lives. Yeah. And I think that we get so clouded sometimes when we go into, let's say, a business course or we start to work with a business mentor or we want to grow our business and they use all these terms that feel very um, removed yeah. from the initial, I guess, meaning of what that genuinely means. And I think if we can all get back to a point where we stop treating a lead as a number and treat a quote unquote lead or or treat someone who is interested in working with us as a human and going like, hey, like I'm here to help you through this journey. And, you know, as we've spoken about before in you know, conversations with with Carl and, and our other sort of business chats that we've had, it's like we, the more we get back to the roots of we're in the business of helping people, we're not in the business of, yeah, I guess, sales or whatever. And so it's ironic that only last week you were sitting across the table being like, I don't do sales. I hate it. It's shit. I can't. I've had bad experiences. And then you turn around and you go, I had an incredible experience and cried sitting next to someone who is going to get their life transformed by working with us. Yeah. I see the irony (laughs) in that. I see it. (laughs) But does that make you feel better about what is normally called sales? 100%. 100%. My, Reframe it. My change in perspective of what sales is for myself uh, over the past seven days, I would say, is like radically, radically changed. Mm-hmm. And I can't really pinpoint a specific time or a person or a place, but I know that um, the work you and I have done over the last seven days, being in an emergent, being like having chats and being kind of honest about things, I think. I think maybe I just needed someone to flesh it out with me rather than keeping it in my head in terms of what it is and pressure around it and whatnot. But I certainly feel very different about, you know, what I would have usually referred to as a sales conversation now as to what I what I what I think it is versus and how I want it to be an experience. So I'm yeah, I'm stoked. And thinking about too, like you were in the position where you were on the other side of the table and did you feel sold to when we had a conversation? No. No. Why was why was that? Multiple reasons. I mean, like if I think back to that time, like it was someone providing or giving me a service, sorry, giving me a solution to the problem that I had. Um they just fucking cared. I remember like w- like distinctly remember a conversation you and I had. And it was on the phone. It weren't even in person. I didn't see your face. It was on the phone. And you were saying, hey, like, it's very obvious to me that you really need some some assistance and some help. And, like, if you, um, regardless of what happens, do this. Do this for the next four days. 
And like, I, and it was just some like activation. I don't even remember what it was. That's how much I don't remember the other stuff. I just remember, you, and I remember thinking, wow, this person really cares. This person genuinely cares. And that's, you know, I don't really know why I've never thought of it like that before, but it's, yeah, it's very changed, very changed. It's changed um, a, <laughs> a lot, lot of my perspective. <laughs> very changed. I think that also, though, is testament to you don't remember the specifics, but you remember how you felt about it. And so people don't care if you, like, what you specifically programmed for them, but they care that you cared enough to create a relationship with them and the flow-on effects of that. And, you know, if we think about selling, we sell every day to, you know, like, three-year-olds sell ice cream to their parents every day they walk past like they don't give a fuck they're gonna every time their parents says no every time they're still gonna sell every freaking time they're dad like but the green ones really have you tried it like they're going to really use and, and challenge all these different skills and tactics and you know like they might drop their school bag outside the door and be like oh we're already here you know, like whatever it is, but like, and those, you know, we, we become a little more tactful as, as we age, but, you know, I think that if we understand that whatever we do, if, you know, if you want to have fish and chips for dinner and your partner wants Thai food, like you're selling why fish and chips is better than Thai food. And so, we do have opportunities where we are influencing and encouraging and, you know, trying to get someone to believe that our solution is the better solution for them. And the best part about what we do in business as health professionals is that we're selling the improvement in someone's life. And, you know, like, I reckon if we watched back, like, just one of those videos of our testimonials before every single rehab reset, you would, and yeah. we probably we probably should do this, you would think about it so differently. If you listen to like Catherine's story or, you know, Hixie's story or whoever it was, like I can't watch Hixie's story and not cry. Like, yeah. you no, know, it's, like it's, it's powerful. Yeah. It's huge. So yeah. I don't know. I just think that approaching sales from the actual outcome or the result that you are genuinely providing for people. And really, I think it's about like like standing up for them and being their coach in that moment because a lot of people are like, oh, well, if they didn't sell them, they didn't want to buy and, you know, like they weren't yeah. on board anyway. But it's like this client who, who we were talking about at the start, like she may not have had a great experience in that had you not done that or it would have just been different. It wouldn't have been as connected and then the outcome could have been totally different and then we don't get to change her life. Yeah. And I think that a lot of times, you know, it's easier for us to explain away, oh, well, they just weren't interested. But it's our job as health professionals to give them the best experience and result that we can. And if we genuinely believe that's with us, and our service, then I think we have to fight for those people. Yeah, I agree. I couldn't actually agree anymore. It's um, it's part of our duty, I think, and I've, I think I've taken on the responsibility of accepting that it's actually an extremely huge disservice if I don't ask the questions that perhaps those, you know, people um, 
just give those, you know, you know, those like flippant answers. They're like, yeah, no, I'm fine. I don't want like, it's fine. It's fine. I don't need accountability, whatever. And you think, well, actually I'm doing you a disservice if I don't ask you like what your accountability strategy is. Like, who do you ask for, for help? Where do you do this for? And like, sometimes that can be a little bit tricky if no one else in your life is asking those kinds of questions. I know I've certainly been, you know, the the topic of conversation in parties when I ask a lot of the deeper questions and people are like, what is this, an interrogation? But effectively, it's just because I care. I don't really want to know that you had an okay day. I'd love to know that what your date was about. What does work look like for you? What is the coffee like? If the coffee is a good one, what has it got in it? Like all those kinds of questions to get to the point of like, okay, cool. Like, and I mean, in a rehab setting, it's like, well, what does good look like for you right now? What does, you know, what does the end goal look like? And I think I've finally given myself permission to actually, to actually ask all of those questions. So watch out anybody else that does that. (laughs) Watch out. You're going to have a whole lot of care thrown at you. Be ready for it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah so that's, uh, that's, uh, that's exciting I think it's awesome and I also think it's it's interesting that when we had the conversation last week and you were sort of being like I don't do sales I don't do sales and then like an hour into the conversation I was like Claire you you do all of Swift Assist I haven't I haven't brought anyone into the team you've got staff we have like eight nine virtual assistants who work for us and I've brought on one or two of those um so you've done seven um and then you've also brought on what we've got like 14 ish business clients who are using our virtual assistants so that's like yeah you've you've done it and it's just sometimes we can I think get in our heads or perceive certain things as differently and I think the difference for you is that you transitioned into like sales not the the leading with care you you sort of went into and probably to my fault of you know having numbers or KPIs as opposed to like what was the care factor out of 10, you know, like, or, you know, how, how did they feel during that as opposed to like how many people got sold? And so, you know, again, this is probably part, this is definitely um, my fault in terms of giving metrics that meant that you moved away from the original intention of it. So I think, you know, us coming back to that and making sure we do lead with heart because when you're, quote unquote, selling someone to the Swift Assist, for you it doesn't feel like sales because I know that you genuinely are like, you need this in your life and it's going to be amazing. Your life's going to be fucking great with it. Correct. <laughs> and hopefully now after this week you feel the same way about rehab. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I effectively always did. For just something, there was obviously some sort of barrier somewhere up here, the noggin that was creating a a divide between what I knew from being experienced was absolutely necessary for all these people to speak into versus how in my mind as a part of a team in the business, I was able to like link that together. So who knows what that was there and how it got there, but it's gone now. So this is good. (laughs) Sometimes it's just maybe working through that stuff and being willing to go, I feel icky or I don't want to do this and like that like why don't you want to do that diving deeper into that and it's like is it still is that something that's serving you I think is really what what came down to the bottom of that conversation of like yeah 
I don't want to do this, but if I really lean into why I don't want to do it, it's something that I didn't used to want to do, but, you know, I'm in a different spot now. I'm, I'm not selling something that I hate anymore. I'm actually helping people transform their lives. I'm not frustrated by the process because I feel like I'm in scarcity. I'm in abundance and I can help and I have overflow. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. All the above. What a great fucking revelation. <laughs> yeah, it feels oh. like a big weight lifted off my shoulders. I'm excited now. I would not have said this last Monday, but I'm excited <laughs> about the concept of like going into rehab, resets or deep dives or anything like that. No, it makes me excited. Mm, I love that. Yeah, transformation. Awesome. What a what a fucking win. <laughs> If you enjoyed this episode, it'd honestly mean the world to us if you could share it with a friend or on your socials, follow and leave a quick review so that we can bring you more real, raw and uncensored stories from industry leaders. We also love hearing your feedback. So please DM us on Instagram at Swift Coaches Academy if you have suggestions for future guests or topics. Until next time and in whatever you do, move swiftly.